911 emergency. What's your emergency? Hi, I'm having a really hard time. Uh, I'm feeling really faint and I have short of shortness of breath and I think I'm having a heart attack. Are you sitting down? Are you in a safe place in your home? I'm doing jumping jacks. Is that okay? Jumping jacks, ma'am. Maybe you should stop doing the jumping jacks. I just was calling. I uh, just remembered I haven't called yet today because, okay, um, so I think this is the Nina West hotline to vote for her for Miss Congeniality, right? Oh, no, it's you. It's Cheryl Johnson. Yeah, it's me, and I want to vote for Nina West. She was the best thing to ever happen to RuPaul's Drag Race, especially on the season. Listen, Queen, you seriously called here like 47 times today. This is not the correct number for that service, ma'am. You need to stop calling us. Do you know RuPaul Charles? Not personally, ma'am. I need you to get off our line. Tell RuPaul Charles that Miss Nina West needs to be the queen. She needs to take over and RuPaul needs to resign. There could be people calling in with actual cardiac arrest emergencies, ma'am. I need you to get off this line right now. I'm gonna fucking murder someone if you don't let Nina West do his congeniality. Is that Cheryl Johnson again? (laughs) Yes, sir, it is. Okay, we need to hang up. This lady is crazy. Get her off the line. We have real emergencies to tend to. I'm going on break. Wait. Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Thanks for Coming podcast. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hi, it's Jamal. Hello, it's Stoney. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another gay-ass week here at Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay (laughs) podcast. (laughs) We are uh, back, back, back again, following the life of Cheryl Johnson as it unfolds. Yeah, that lady has issues. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Cheryl is going through it, okay? Someone needs to tell her to sashay away, girl. <laughs> if, if only Cheryl was around for the Vixen season. I feel like Vixen needed someone like her in her corner. Yeah. I'm surprised Cheryl survived that season 10 with the Vixen. Oh, goodness. I couldn't picture Cheryl during the Vixen's time. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, no wonder she had a heart attack. Her uh, blood pressure probably rose a lot during that season. Yeah, and apparently she was doing jumping jacks, like, during the call. Yeah, jumping jack flash (laughs) over there. She's got that good headset. Yeah, girl. Well, anyways, (laughs) enough about Cheryl. How was your guys' week? What's been new with you guys? We have been kind of just relaxing this week. Um, Vegas prep. Yes. Getting in the gym, just kind of detoxing before I take in toxins. <laughs> lots of toxins. <laughs> AKA lots of drinks, probably. Yeah, I'm super pumped for the trip. So just looking forward to that. The week has been normal. Nothing to complain or bitch about. And if we did complain, nobody would care. So we just <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> wow, girl, that's a lot of emotion for someone that's safe. <laughs> Just my Tuesday tea. I was ready to lip sync <laughs> for my mother up in life. life. I was fucking ready. <laughs> Except I would actually comb out my ponytail. Ooh, tea. Insert shade rattle. <laughs> yes. What about you, Stoney? Is there anything else that you'd like to update us on? Or are you pleased with Jamal's description of your week? <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak for both of us. Um... For the most part, yes. Like it's um pretty much just Vegas prep. So yes, I 
I'm okay with Jamal's description of my week. <laughs> Great. The spokesperson is working out really well. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, so Vegas prep has begun. I've actually stopped eating, and I won't be eating until after Lady Gaga performs. So please pray for me. Ah, the tour fast. Yes, I'm here for it. Yeah. But in all actuality, if you've been following our Twitter, you probably know that I had a really good time over the weekend. I was able to go see an advanced screening of Rocket Man, and it mm-hmm. is a film about Elton John and his life. And as one of our four father queens, it was really cool to see that, you know, to see his life brought to the big screen like a gay man yeah i'm really excited to see it i can't wait till it's available here in indie that's definitely at the top of my list i won't be missing that one yeah it was very good lots of well i mean all elton john music of course but also mm-hmm. um it's sort of like a mix between bohemian rhapsody and like uh moulin rouge i would say because it's oh it's yeah it's really interesting um it's not like a documentary documentary it has like a little bit of fantasy in there and they use his songs and stuff like that to narrate like is it kind of like um an across the universe ish kind of thing yeah i would say like the actual like musical numbers are very similar to across the universe and how they did that so ooh, i'll really like that then yeah and the visuals from the preview alone already look really cool just from the time period and when they put that modern technology on it it looks really inviting definitely <laughs> it was so cool you know to see basically you know just like figuring out your gays who you know various aspects of you know not always healthy gay relationships and it's the first movie to prepare to i forget what it is it's like the first movie or the first mainstream movie to um show like a gay sex scene like and not pan away like they actually show everything going down <laughs> oh interesting so it's a, definitely a little bit more raunchier than bohemian rhapsody <laughs> Yeah, very queer as folk of them. Yes, yes, definitely. So that was really cool. Yeah, just as like a massive fan of his music too. It was so cool to get to hear like different interpretations of his music. And yeah, and actually I uh, was, didn't realize that they were going to have the scene, the last scene. They kind of like did a reproduction of his Elton John's I'm Still Standing music video that was shot in the French Riviera. And so I was like watching the movie (sighs) and I was like, oh my god i know that place like i've been there before you were just there (laughs) yeah i love that i love that music videos movies um documentaries like if there's a place you've been there's just that instant connection to whatever moment you're you're feeling when you're experiencing that art definitely i was for sure freaking out (laughs) for sure that was a fun weekend i saw neil young in concert last night so i was also freaking out about that Mm -hmm. i don't know if we have any any musician how was that show oh it was great (laughs) i was (laughs) on the aisle so i didn't have like anyone crazy like squishing me in or whatever and um, that's good it also helped me to be able to see over people so i could see the stage better (laughs) nice so yeah it was like a 
3000 person theater so just to see such a like absolute legend like in that environment was so cool mm-hmm. i'm a huge neil young fan but i don't know if that's like the musical genre of our audience so i don't want to like go on too much but he is basically uh i would say like the godfather of grunge music so it was just really interesting and like super fun to get to see him so i had the time of my life girl <laughs> yeah and if anything um listeners take that as some homework go do a neil young youtube or an itunes search and have some fun yeah yeah so i guess we'll move on i guess uh is there anything else that we should say i don't know i'm feeling lost all of a sudden um <laughs> So how about that, like, Shea Coulee drama? Oh. That was real crazy. Neverland Ranch is going down, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Remember, listeners, episode 100 is coming up, and that means we're getting closer to off-season content. Let us know on Twitter, at TFC Pod. Um, any topics or ideas you might want to hear on the show in between Drag Race, um, shoot us a message, slide into our DMs. You know how to reach us. Yeah, girl. Make sure to do all of that and subscribe to our podcast if you haven't subscribed and leave us a review, because we love reading reviews. So, um... With that, why don't we go ahead and get into the Honest Tea Spill of the Week. Yes, God. Uh, Honest Tea. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Honest Tea Spill of the Week. Of course, we're back, back, back again, and we are here to recap episode 13 or 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race, season 11. (laughs) I can't remember. Yeah, it's getting hard to keep up. I was looking for like my files to make sure I was being consistent in the naming conventions. And I was like, reunion? What is this episode 13? Where's the reunion file? It's episode 13. Yeah, I was looking through my (laughs) file folder too to try and keep things straight. And then I just stumbled across my Word document that said exit plan to get out of this podcast. (laughs) Oh. Oh, shit, girl. Did it require a password to get in? Yeah, it's encrypted. Fingerprint and retina scans. The the passwords? Oh, honey. (laughs) With like two Ys or three Ys? Good question. I don't know. I have to change it now. I just told the entire podcast my password. Better throw a number in there too for for exit extra security yeah oh honey 69 <laughs> oh i love a special character too <laughs> <laughs> um yes you guys we are back to talk to you about the reunion special however we have like a special treat for you and we're gonna do it at the beginning of the podcast in case you don't listen to the end <laughs> we got you anyway (laughs) yes so tonight we are recording considerable amount of time later than the uh beginning and end of the show and tonight i actually got the distinct pleasure of being personally invited to see trixie mattel's documentary moving parts yeah yeah she's famous oh my gosh awesome an invite. Yes. Trixie actually flew to Seattle just to invite me. And then she went back <laughs> to wherever like her gig was because she wasn't at the screening. <laughs> Could you imagine? Trixie's just knocks on your door. You answer. She says, here you go. I have to go. And that's it. And by gig, you mean DragCon because she's at DragCon right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I saw her ride in on that giant Stacy colored lipstick. I love that. 
Trixie always brings it for DragCon. It's so fun. Yes. But uh, but really, though, uh, the director of the documentary was there. So that was super cool. Uh, he introduced the movie and then did a Q&A afterwards. So that was fun. And you got a little bit more insight. What a cool opportunity. Were there good questions asked or were people just asking your typical fan questions? Um, no, there were good questions asked. I actually asked a question, but I think I blacked out in the middle of it. <laughs> so I don't really remember the answer. Oh, Good job. (laughs) Participation. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I just felt the walls closing in. Like everyone was staring at me and I had a little mini anxiety attack as I was asking the question. Hey, I understand. I love to talk, but that happens to the best of us. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So I'll I'll tell you my question afterwards because we need a little setup here. So Moving Parts is actually a documentary. It's not like you know, a comedy special or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So it's a combination of a sit down interview. You get a lot of uh, the camera just following Brian or Trixie around and you get to hear a little bit about like her past growing up. And uh, then it sort of like really kicks into place right before all stars three. So, um, so it shows her journey to all stars three. It shows her recording her album um, in so it shows like in the studio oh that's very cool cool i like that yes and um what else does it show i mean of course there's lots of drag queens besides trixie in it too there are cameos from like willem uh gosh Mm -hmm. ben de la creme you know rupaul like just you know all the everyone so that was super cool Yes, and it's so cool that you got to see it. I'm like anxious to watch it. Yeah, I the I think someone asked the director like what was the plan to release it, and it sounded like they didn't really know. <laughs> so, like maybe really? it'll go to Netflix or something like that. See, I heard the T was it was coming to HBO in June. I mean, that could be possible. I just I'm not really sure. I didn't get the from deets. other queens that might that may or may not have been in the documentary. Oh, Jamal is like got the tea for us i feel like this is I feel fake like, news i feel like no i feel like willem <laughs> willem definitely mentioned hbo so oh, willem did okay yeah like a few episodes back on race chaser well keep your eyes peeled everyone maybe it'll be on hbo yeah so it was really interesting it's also talks a lot about the Katya, you know, the Tricks and Katya show. Uh, it shows you kind of behind the scenes of uh, what Katya was going through, how Trixie was reacting to it, and um, oh, sort wow. of that sort of interaction. So it does show a lot of it. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see because they're great friends, but they're also business partners. And we know Katya's past and how recovery can be. So that's really interesting. Right. And there is like so much more to it because Trixie wasn't really telling like that much about what was happening behind the scenes. So like to actually get to see like some of the text messages that other Brian, you know, Katya like was sending her, like not positive text messages and mm. and then apparently there was like one scene where um Trixie was like putting on her makeup and she's like I just wish I was still friends with Katya like she was like I don't care about the business a- aspect of it like I just want to be friends with Katya again oh so oh, no. yeah there was like clearly a big falling out eeks like much more than we was let on to us so mm-hmm. watch the documentary y'all <laughs> Ooh. that's like super interesting because now they're like doing it again 
on WoW present. So I don't know. That's interesting. And that kind of plays into my question to the director because they show a lot of the you know katya's issues they show you know the rocky relationship that they had after and then um they didn't really show them making up but they do show them like hanging out again so my question to the director was like you know we don't really get to see like the conversation between katya and trixie to make up was that intentionally not put in or were you not there or is that something that they did not want to be included in the film and uh he said well i wasn't there and they were trying to be respectful of Katya as well. And that he said they actually watched the movie together, Trix and Katya, after it was all done, sort of to get Katya's blessing with what is shown about her because it's not all showing her in a great light. Yeah, and I think that's super respectful because it's so easy, especially in Hollywood, to just sign on the dotted line and deal with the bullshit later. So that's that's um, really big of Trixie to do that. Definitely. So it was like definitely a roller coaster, lots of ups and downs, laughs, a little bit of crying. You know, they show a little bit of the interactions with her and like how much mm-hmm. the, she means to like her fans and stuff like that. And Good. Just lots of cool stuff. And um, so now I'm like... It's also big of Katya to let Trixie do that too. I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, because they don't paint Katya in the best light. I mean, they're not like, you know, dragging her through the mud or anything by any means, but she was like, yeah, that, you know, Katya was like, that's how it happened. So yeah, just show it, you know. So I thought it was really brave of Katya to let it be shown that raw. Super brave. I can't wait to watch it. Yes, it's going to be real good. Um, So now I'm drinking a blue raspberry monster energy drink out of a mason jar and having a mental breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) Buckle up, queen. Good job. (laughs) So I feel like that's uh, the effect of Trixie. (laughs) You got through the first part. Now just put that ponytail up in a high (sighs) tide knot and chill out. (laughs) I'm freaking out. (laughs) I'm excited to see it, so I can't wait till it like, comes out on whatever it's coming out on. Or if it ever comes out. <laughs> Maybe I yeah. just was like the only one to get to see it. Fuck you. Those are lies. Well, no, it'll, it'll come out. It's just a matter of time. So I just feel really happy and blessed to have gotten the chance to see it so quickly. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was fun. Super cool. All right. So let's get into the real tea, the real reason why you guys came here to hear about a boring reunion. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> <laughs> the shade rattle is going off somewhere. I hear it on the horizon. Yes, God. Okay, let's get this uh, over with. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so we, we start the show, and uh, Miss Vanjie was eliminated last week. So, bye, girl. She left us from the Fab Five. She departed, but at Miss least you. she reappears in the next episode magically. Yeah. <laughs> She's already back. She was right. Bring back my queens, part B. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yes, this week we are talking about the reunion. Henny, that is right. Nobody's going home this week. Thank God. (laughs) Except us. (laughs) Yeah, I'm backwards sashaying away. (laughs) Miss Vangie. Make it fierce. 
<laughs> yeah. So we start this reunion with a Miss Vanjie montage and RuPaul asks her, what was your proudest moment? And she says that it is being invited back for a second chance on the show because not all the queens get a chance to do that. I thought that was pretty cool for her to say that because a lot of queens... They acknowledge it, but not too openly. And you can take that how you will. Like, I don't read too much into that. But for Vanjie to say that is huge, just because it's like, she's a giant personality for Drag Race. And it still, you know, says to the community, you have to be humble and, you know, remember where you came from. Like, they saw something in me and wanted me back. So... I'm thankful for that. And also, it's the way that she was invited back. It wasn't like they were like, oh, come back for All-Stars. They were like, actually, you're coming back for the next season. And you didn't come back because you broke your leg. Like, you're coming back because (laughs) you were like so like loved, basically. Right. Yeah. She was not hurt or anything, but I think it was smart to bring her back for another season and not straight to All Stars because um, I think now she's ready for All Stars, where mm-hmm. yeah. as before it, w- it would have been too soon. Yeah, yeah. I agree completely. Because now when she comes back from all for All Stars, she will hopefully like pack other things besides that polish same. will be all the way there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, Rue calls Miss Vanjie out for her plastic surgery. Thought that was kind of silly. <laughs> well, if you listen to um, What's the Tea with RuPaul and Michelle Visage, they openly talk about plastic surgery all the time. It's just like on, I don't know. They talk about it so much. I don't know how to describe it really, but it comes up frequently. <laughs> so for me, this was not a surprise. It's just like, a, oh girl, what you got work? You look fresh. What have you got? What have you had done? <laughs> and yeah. they do it to each other too. It's like, well, I just went and saw Sharon Needles, got some Botox here. You know, it's completely normal for them. Like they're talking about they just went to Trader Joe's or something. <laughs> I mean, it's honestly just preparing us for all stars anyway, because we all know how these girls look when they come back. Like their Plump. lips are <laughs> 10 times the size of their previous lips. Two and words. Their cheekbones are raised. <laughs> Two words. <laughs> Naomi Smalls. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you see Evie's lips? Hers were like already like super big, like more than they were on the show. You know, I foresaw that like an oracle somewhere deep inside touched me. And I said, you know, those (laughs) lips are going to come back in charge sometime soon. And they made an appearance. They sure did. Yes, ma'am. Was it Cleo? Did she foresee the future? It might have been a hint of Miss Cleo, but a little more ratch. Oh, like that's so Raven. Yep. There you go. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> R.I.P. Miss Cleo, by the way. <laughs> yeah, she's dead. Anyways, um, <laughs> so uh, so also I thought that was interesting was Miss Vanjie also mispronounces Michelle, Michelle Visage like we do. <laughs> I know. I noticed that too. I was like, oh my God. I felt particularly connected to Vanjie in this moment. Yeah, same girl. I was like, is she listening to our podcast? Like... I don't think everyone does this. <laughs> did Nina tell her about us? She probably did. Hey, Thanks, Nina. Nina. <laughs> Hi, Vanjie. Love you, girls. All right. So then we get to see the brand G montage. And uh, we get a little bit of more insight on how this whole thing started. They were on their way back to their hotel rooms. And Silky yelled out, shocker, out to Brooklyn. <laughs> That Vanjie has a crush on you, and it all blossomed from there. Well, 
thanks, Silky, for the assist. That that volume <laughs> came in handy in this moment, I guess. <laughs> that was the best thing she did this whole season. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks, girl, for the literal shout out. It offsets <laughs> like you being on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Petty boots. Yes. And then Rue asks the question we are all waiting for, are you still a couple? And the answer was no. Like we knew already. <laughs> yeah, we did. I mean, it was fun to watch that on the show, but this is real. Like with any job that's busy or is demanding of one person's time in a relationship, and they've got the same gig, but how these queens work their gigs and career paths, you know, is probably completely different. Totally unique. So um, Vanjie's busy. Vanjie's on that grind working. And also in the same token, Brooklyn respects that, but she doesn't want to be held down, which is fair as well, because don't commit to anybody and then it turns into fuckery later. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just ready for the Vanjie spinoff where we're looking... Where, like, basically it's the reality show where she's looking for love. She's hanging out with her mom. Oh, my like, goodness. I need to see this on VH1. It and can, boy drag. And then at the elimination ceremony, she's in drag. It could come on, like, after Love oh and Hip Hop Miami. Like, it'll be the show after oh that. Oh, my gosh. So. <laughs> we have networks to email. You heard yeah. it here first, listeners. If this pops up anywhere, I'm coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TFC is coming for you. <laughs> Yeah, girl. (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah, we found out that freedom is very important to Brooke to be able to do what she wants and flirt with (laughs) who she wants. And we also found out that Brooklyn has commitment issues this episode. (laughs) That's true. I mean, it's a it's a thing that (laughs) takes practice and work. I don't I don't know if I'd say like issues, but you can definitely see like the hesitation. But that that happens to the best of us. Yeah, like Brooklyn's struggling with deleting her grinder app off her phone. So <laughs> it's like crack. She's like doesn't know what to do. If it's <laughs> Instagram, you can't get, you can't do Instagram. Like, where's my grinder app? Yeah. I need to know how many feet away my next trade is. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I get it. Like, you know, Brooklyn's now like known to the world and her, you know, grinder notifications are probably going off the charts now. But she's also like older, like maybe a couple years <laughs> younger than us, I think. And she's in our age bracket. We yeah, use she- phrases like age bracket now, ladies. Oh, sorry. Uh, we're not old. We're in the same age bracket as Brooklyn Heights. There we go. Uh, there we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> as someone that is single, I'm like, girl, maybe if you like find someone that actually likes you, you should like not have commitment issues at this age. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I was a younger gay, I always dated older, and I saw this more than you would like to know. <laughs> Stoney's only six months older than me, by the way. Yeah, but he's already drinking prune juice, so... <laughs> so that adds another, like, 20 years to my age. <laughs> yeah. Prune juice and vodka for Stony. She's healthy. Yeah, girl. <laughs> regular. <you> regular. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, anyways, yeah, I'm just like, um, girl, like, I wish, like, I had someone that liked me, like, if you kind of have to 
be a mature adult at this you know point in your life like we're not kids anymore like I get it, yes. you're a drag queen, and the mm-hmm. schedule is a big factor. So that aspect, I totally get it. I understand that makes it hard for drag queens to date, but I wouldn't be so quick to throw away that relationship if I was Brooklyn. Yeah, especially with things like FaceTime. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, people are so connected, probably too connected most of the time, so it's totally possible. And you can so tell that Vanji wants that relationship. Yeah, I know. It was heartbreaking to see, you know, that look on her face. Like, she's trying to be brave, but still sad. Yeah. But, I mean, also, too, there's, like, other drag relationships like Nebraska and Derek Mm -hmm. Barry, and they Mm -hmm. just get booked together, and they go travel together, and so you can do it like that, too. That's true. I don't know if that limits what you can do, so maybe that's why they don't do it, but it's an option. I don't know. Yeah, it's a possibility for sure. All right. So the other thing that was interesting is they were um, kind of asking like, oh, like, do you think this was staged? Is this a fake relationship? And Brooke said that she's aware people would think that she's using Vanjie for a storyline or to maybe stay on the show. Clout. And that's why she distanced herself from Vanjie in the competition. Yes, for clout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she said that before in her um, talking head. So I'm glad she reiterated that. It's like I strategically, you know, why would I pick Vanjie so people can say I'm playing favorites and make the show about this. It's not what I want. We're both here for the same prize and the same goal. Yeah. Then they ask like, oh, like, do you want to get back together? I'm like, this is real awkward. (laughs) Maybe we just let them do their own thing. I know they need to leave them be. I feel like the gay and wow and VH1 logo all of the spirits of rupaul's drag race say they have to be together push them back together (laughs) yeah give us more tea (laughs) like rupaul won't even talk to them like off the show and then the cameras go on and they're like did brooklyn fist you miss fangie and basically (laughs) what (laughs) y'all need to get out of people's personal business (laughs) yeah i get what they're trying to do but it's not um It's not a clean execution. There's no way for it to be. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was super rude for them to even like debate whether or not it was a real relationship. So yeah, it's messy. Thanks, Internet. Y'all trolls out there. Some of y'all are messy as hell and you know who you are. Yeah, I see you. Some (laughs) of you listen to the show, I'm sure. So tell your mom, thank you for making you trash and tell your friends to do better. I'm actually one of the trolls. So just FYI. I was going to say some (laughs) of you are hosts on the show. <laughs> yeah, it's you know dirty. that's step that's step one in the program, admitting you have a problem. <laughs> I need help. Help me. <laughs> All right. So then they move on to Evie and Raja, and Evie says that it was hurtful to hear all the horrible things that Raja said behind her back when Evie said what she said to her face. <laughs> then Raja says that she will apologize for Evie feeling some type of way. <laughs> yeah, and I love the queens. I love a real bitch. I I don't even know who said it, but they were like Scarlet. that's not an apology. Oh, of course it was Scarlet. Thanks yeah. Scarlet. We stand Scarlet on this show. That was not an apology. Raj was so messy. I I gave Raja <laughs> a chance and then episode 3 she fucked up and it was just out the window from there. So, of yeah. course she's just this is routine Raja here. Take out the trash somebody. She looked great, but, you know, throw it in the dumpster, please. Yeah, Raja really doubled down on her personality <laughs> this week. <laughs> she was like, no, none of it was the edit. This is all me. <laughs> I said what I said. 
<laughs> yeah, I was really shocked because on Twitter, I feel like I always saw Raja tweeting about like, that's not who I really am. And I'm a nice person and blah, 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 blah. And then here we get her on the show. And Raja clearly just has a bad attitude. You know, she's really proud of herself for having a bad attitude. And you could tell by her reactions when she was watching the montage of her and Evie, as well as how she mouthed off to Scarlett O'Hara. Then Mm -hmm. she blames it all on her being worn out in the competition. Well, you're not the only girl in the competition, honey. Everyone is tired that's there. Everyone is burnt out. And I don't think any amount of, you know, RuPaul's, I'm your mother now. I don't think (laughs) that doesn't necessarily recharge the tank, girl. No. And um, yeah, it's tough in a scenario like that because... Sure, you're going through whatever, but you've got 14 other bitches that are going through the same thing. So um, try your best to just smile, grin and bear through it. You know, you can have your real moments where you just need to get something off your chest, but lashing out does nobody good. And it's 2019, so all of us have seen enough Lifetime movies to know how to channel and control those emotions. Raja (laughs) O'Hara. Yeah, and I will say thank you, Raja, for providing the glorious moment of you throwing Ariel's wig across the stage. (laughs) Yeah, Ariel didn't even lean out and try and catch it. She was just like, and there goes the wig. (laughs) I would not have either. Come on, like, Raja's just messy. You should have just walked over there, strut over, hand her the garment, the wig, and strut back. Make it about you. Don't just, like, toss it on the floor see what i mean oh my gosh oh my gosh who's her management i don't know girl (laughs) sorry i was looking for my joke about this but apparently hasn't come up yet so i'll move on with the root (laughs) sorry everyone oh damn i ruined it for you it's It's probably for the best yeah we'll get there just keep listening Anyways, so uh, Raja said if she could do it again, then she would focus less on the girls and focus more on herself. Amen, honey. That is probably the clearest thing Raja has said all season. Yeah. And she also says that she doesn't want to be vulnerable. And, uh, the, you know, because they show the, the conflict between her and Plastique. And then here mm-hmm. comes the waterworks. And she, she's like, I, I just don't want to be vulnerable. <laughs> hurt people hurt people <laughs> i um yeah i was totally doing the same thing don't get me wrong i was like oh bitch get out of here i've read all of the poetry and all of the books watched all of the help get those yeah. tears out of here but um yeah in the same, tears. yeah but in the same token you know that is a valid point it's just hard to really consider it authentic given the way Raja has acted even up to minutes before those tears began. Right. But also (laughs) as a Capricorn myself, I feel her because I also hate feeling vulnerable. So I think I keep my wall up as well. So I can relate to her on that aspect. And um, hopefully I'm not as horrible as she is to other people. (laughs) You're definitely not. I don't know. The survey's out everybody. (laughs) I mean, we know I've had my spicy stage. Seth has had a spicy stage. I think we've grown past them. Yeah. Listeners, what do you think? 
<laughs> I don't know, girl. <laughs> I'm always second guessing if everybody hates me or if I'm just treating everyone horribly. So Nothing. I feel like a lot of times when I try and pay people compliments, it comes off as being fake. But it's just really me trying to be nice. I get that. <laughs> You're like, that's the cutest sweater I've ever seen. <laughs> And everyone's like, oh, shit, Seth is throwing shade. <laughs> so like, no, I just liked her sweater. That is how it goes. Is it? <laughs> Seth's like, good morning. They're like, Dracaris. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, shit, can't I just be nice to someone? Like, holy fuck. <laughs> Anyways, that's off topic. We're, we're going off the rails on a crazy train. We're great at that on this show. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So to move on, Akira says that she will clear the air and that she did not instigate the fight between Plastique and Raja. And Plastique says, no, you instigated all the problems that she had on the show. So what do you, do you guys think she instigated them all? Yes. I mean, we've basically <laughs> been talking about it all season. Like every episode, once the tea began, every episode that followed, it was like, girl, like Akira... <laughs> She did her best to defend her position, but I just, what was shown and what the girls are saying, it's just like, nah, maybe your pageant queen came out a little bit and that's human, I guess. (laughs) She was talking in circles a lot. She was. I don't think anyone really believed her, to be honest. No, No. they were letting her get it out. Well, RuPaul cut her off at a moment. She was like, we're moving on from this. Well, she was doing a lot of backpedaling, but I didn't see Mm -hmm. Silky doing her backstroke during Akira backpedaling, did we? We sure didn't. Weird. (laughs) But can I also say, too, that Plastique has this, like, superhero power where she can just basically talk and you're very confused about like what she's trying to say but it somehow comes off as believable yeah <laughs> you're like I believe her yeah i'm like that made no sense but i believe what you said she's like reverse medusa you're just captivated by her beauty you just forget what's going on yeah <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I'm trying to give her something. I don't know. I mean, she has a million followers. Clearly, she's doing something right. So, like, she's fine. I like Plastique. But, yeah, she's got some magic going on somewhere. For sure. Then, next on the reunion, we are tackling Evie versus Silky. They show all the the drama between those two. And then... Evie says that she felt like Silky wasn't really trying. And if she did really well in a challenge, then she wouldn't try on the runway. Mm -hmm. And um, so then Silky says she doesn't need her business being put out to everybody. And that actually during the filming of the show, she gained 30 pounds. I don't know how (laughs) they only tape for three weeks but (laughs) um i'm just kidding but uh (laughs) i mean that is a shit ton of weight like 10 pounds a week yeah i mean they don't tape they only tape for like a month like four to six weeks i would say if you think about like stress okay like stress stress and like maybe overeating a little bit you could do that maybe maybe they gave them like a big per diem maybe she was like going yeah to like well i just know that people say when you gain like that much weight in a short period they have to you need to like maybe go see if you need some help like is everything okay but also okay kind of thing i don't think that was the issue though even if she did really gain that much weight was that really the issue with her looks because to me, well, she that... said it was because the padding didn't fit her right anymore. 
So because she's so much larger now, the padding sits on her differently. So when, if, okay, as a viewer, and this is going to be a loose guess, but when did we start to notice the padding issues via the judging panel? Just the last like three episodes, I would say they started calling her out for her pads. Michelle did. So there's been plenty of time. Okay, I don't know. So maybe she did, like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe don't it's know. true, maybe she I did. don't know. Yeah, maybe the timeline adds up for me personally. <laughs> yeah, maybe she did, but I mean, shit, if you're putting on the pounds and you're on RuPaul's Drag Race, this reminds me of Kenya. Um, was it Cycle f- Cycle 4 of America's mm-hmm. Next Top Model? Oh, yeah, And my she actually one. gained weight on a modeling show, and you know how that goes. Yeah. And they got on her case openly about it, which, you know, that's just part of the industry, unfortunately. But what I'm getting at is, okay, Silky, you're on Drag Race. Like, you've made it here. If it takes you fucking hijacking the pillow from the hotel room to make your shit look right, then that's what you need to do. Well, and even Nina said, well, they questioned my proportions and i yeah fixed it they had padding there you could have made new pads yep and you're a drag queen you're giving them an illusion like you give them a silhouette just make sure it's consistent definitely okay so silky apologizes for saying evie should go home uh she didn't know about the condition they make up like for the fifth time or whatever so (laughs) uh then nina says that she never thought that she would have the impact on people and she thanked rupaul very sincerely for giving her that platform but also for being a role model for nina when she was a young queer boy yeah that was pretty cool because um we love nina on this show she's our beloved midwest queen she's our neighbor from ohio and um i mean she just captures your heart and soul so again this is just another genuine nina moment you can tell that she means it from the bottom of her heart and it's just cool to see her um you know giving rue those props but it's nice to see people appreciate the opportunity they've been given like truly appreciate it yeah like she's um she just there's something about her we haven't seen somebody like her on drag race i honestly probably since like latrice that has been this loved i think There's just something about her personality that she just makes you smile. And I was watching her uh, video Drag is Magic the other day. (laughs) And I was just like, this is so dumb. But I was like smiling the whole time because it was just so cheesy and it was so cute. And I'm like, I don't understand. I love it. How she can do these things. And I just I just want to like watch her all the time, basically. Mm hmm. Yeah, she even got a video montage from AOC. So that bears the question, are you down with TFC? (laughs) Yeah, you know me. Yes, girl. Sorry, it had to be done. (laughs) Five points to whatever Harry Potter house you're in if you responded the same way I did. (laughs) Yes. Yes, girl. (laughs) Yes, girl. All right. So then the entire cast admits to hating Scarlet. (laughs) oh my gosh like was were you guys i wasn't expecting this like am i delusional like oh my god i was like wig snatch is like this is not surprised this is like i'm not surprised at all because people were annoyed okay this is the archetype that i love so i love valentina the whole cast hated valentina 
I love Scarlet. The whole cast hated Scarlet. It's not a surprise to me that she was being a diva the whole season <laughs> and that she thinks she's better than everyone. <laughs> yeah. She did come off as cocky and arrogant, which I myself did notice right away. If you listen to the start of season 11, then our, to our podcast and you'll know, like I spotted it right away. No, this is making... Okay. Okay. I did. Maybe I saw a little bit, but I thought it was like, she's confident. Like, I get that. Like, I don't think I've personally been a jerk. If I've ever been a jerk to you, I mean, leave it at a comment. Maybe I'll read it or not. But um, <laughs> I thought she was just being like, hey, I've got this. I'm a confident queen. But, you know, in that environment and a competition, especially where you're judged on what you're doing, what you're bringing to the table, it was probably elevated and made her that much more of a villain. Right. But I also did grow to love Scarlet throughout her mm-hmm. time on the show. So I guess... I don't know if the other queens feel that fondly about her, but Mm -hmm. I did recognize what would cause them to be annoyed with her right away. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to say I don't. I definitely get it, but I I stand Scarlet. I'm ready to see Scarlet back for an All-Stars in the future. Also, too, my favorite part about this reunion with Scarlet is when she was talking to Brooke and she says... As a dancer myself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was hilarious. It's like, of course, you can't just like let her have her thing. You have to like be like, I am also a dancer. (laughs) Yeah. Also, as an award winning dancer myself, um, you may have seen me doing the hokey pokey at the Discovery Zone. Yes. So then we clear up Wiggate. Ariel had moved her wigs to Plastique Station for some reason, but then forgot them. And uh, so then she's like mad when she comes back to the show. And I guess Silky Silky is pretending. (laughs) Sorry, I got attacked. Oh, God. Uh, Sorry, Satan's here, everyone. He's found me. (laughs) I thought I was doing good, but... All right. Um, then, uh, so then we see, this is when we see Silky pertaining to the backstroke uh, or maybe the Macarena. <laughs> to the Macarena. I don't remember how that song goes. I don't know those words for sure. I was like I a point about a head of Macarena. I know the was dance. I, I don't know. No, I think right. that was on Macarena. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. What are Listeners, we doing? <laughs> feel free to drag us for that. I don't know what that was. What's happening? Oh my god. They need to lip sync for uh for the lip sync needs no. to be Macarena sometime. No. That'd be hilarious. No. That would be hilarious. <laughs> oh no. Uh-uh. That would be so funny. All right. <laughs> so then uh Ariel says that when she saw people going after Plastique on Twitter, that she let people think that she had left the wigs for Plastique just to kind of take the heat off of Plastique. So in chronological time, she actually had gone back to the show and was mad at, you know, all the people taking her wigs. But then... In present time, like, oh, back to the future mm-hmm. shit over here. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so then she's like trying to like 
you know, just make sure that people aren't like hating on Plastique. And I thought that was kind of nice of her. Yeah, it was. I respected that. She was trying to take the heat off of her. I can definitely respect that. I think the girls were like just trying to come for Ariel, but it actually, like I get her story. It was kind of confusing, but it did make sense. Like why... Like, because you got to think, like, when things filmed, like, when it aired on TV. So, like, when it aired on TV, she was just more like, I'm over it. So, I'm just going to be nice to Plastic at this point. Right. And Silky says that she thought Ariel left the wigs to promote her business. And Raja admits that one of Ariel's wigs made it into her suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) And Raja says, oh, looky what I got here. And in the slowest wig reveal since Silky's wig reveal at Roscoe's, <laughs> that everyone knows that video, then Raja pulls out this nappy wig that's been sitting in her damp suitcase for months and throws it across the stage. It looked like one of the creatures from Fraggle Rock. I was concerned. I was too. It looked like a little gremlin. Yeah. I was just going to pour water on it and see what happened. <laughs> Was it going to be like a cha-chia? Cha-chia. Yeah. <laughs> it just multiplies and suddenly there's 20 of them. <laughs> yeah. That would have been crazy, girl. Oh, by the way, they've made like, they're coming out with a new Critters movie that was like straight to DVD. It looks oh, terrible. No. It looks really Actually. terrible, but I kind of want to like watch it no, and podcast about it. No, those things look even scarier. I don't know. I can't watch it again. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. And then... <laughs> so yeah so okay well god i missed my opportunity for a joke so we're gonna move on all right (laughs) i had like my whole jazz and masters and a joke in here but Uh, the moments pass yeah sorry Uh, you guys next time queen yeah i'm gonna work on my jokes you guys (laughs) all stars fives will be really good Oh shit. Yeah, come back in like a year. It'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. I only get a couple jokes every podcast. So when I miss the opportunity, I get real mad. I'm going to yell at Sony later once the podcast's off. Save it for the Insta Live. There you go, girl. Anyways, so then they, you know, dwell on the opulence line, and even Rue can't do it correctly. And then Kahana <laughs> Montrese fabricated some drama just so that she could be on the reunion special. <laughs> Listen, girl, my God. I was like, you were mad about a video clip. I didn't understand what she was even mad this, about. This made but no, did you see what you were wearing then? This made no goddamn sense. I, I, it just The whole time I kept thinking, like, thank God you're pretty because this makes <laughs> no sense, girl. Yeah. Where are the facts? <laughs> I don't know. That was confusing as hell. Um... <laughs> so then uh, then they play Tudor Boot. Fun, fun. A- and uh, then they do the Paris is Burning Challenge and let some of the queens that were eliminated get a chance to read. And Nina had her redemption. She told lots of funny jokes and didn't have to explain them. <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. There were some flatliners in there, but um, Nina was cute and fun. Yeah. Who was the flatliner? It wasn't Ariel. It was like... Soju. Soju, right? Yeah. Soju is pretty bad. I don't remember what she said, but I remember everyone... Whoever was sitting below Soju also bombed. I don't know. Anyways, 
<laughs> they were short on time filling up this one hour and a half of boringness. So they showed some clips of the celebrities um, doing very non-entertaining things. Yeah, I mean, they're doing their best to just get through the season. I so There are some talented queens on the season, but it's it's just so tough being season 11. You have so much to live up to, and I think they just fell victim to that. They're just trying yeah. to get through this reunion special and move on. <laughs> yes, and then Rue made all the queens say nice things to the top four, mm-hmm. and then the show's over, and I was drunk. Um, did you see what Rue <laughs> did there? Like, did, you, did anybody else pick up on the, we're going to say nice things... Yeah. Because, you know, our fans have been pretty toxic. And again, y'all messy people know who you are. I think this is Rue trying to like send a little message. It's like, let's say something positive. But I don't know. That's just me reading into the fandom a little bit. I mean, season 10 was a lot. We had Asia basically crying the whole time and Vixen left. So I don't know. That's true. She just wanted everyone to stay on the stage, I think. Well, no. I think everybody on the stage decided that they wanted to stay on the stage. And that's what happens. Oh. <laughs> I think Jamal's still mad at the Vixen. No, Wait, Jamal sees through bullshit. I'll have a meeting with the Vixen. I don't care. <laughs> like, Who do you think from this season was the most likely to pull the Vixen and walk off the stage? Probably Raja. Yeah. Yeah. Why... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of emotion for someone that's really safe girl (laughs) but again like the vixen and no shade raja has some growing to do as a person maybe the vixen's better today i don't know yeah i like the vixen's drag i've never said the vixen is a bad person get ready for all stars five queen right it's her time to shine raja you'll shine one day what if raja's on all stars five and she walks in and says i came here to fight girl i'm not watching if that happens (laughs) i am out do you hear me (laughs) seacrest out girl (laughs) well why don't we take a quick break and then we can have a short discussion about the queen's outfits at the finale and then we will wrap this up sounds good brb i need to go feed my tamagotchi (laughs) oh no you didn't (laughs) i'm getting a refill hey everyone thanks for listening to our podcast so far thanks for coming right now we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again while you wait here's some things that you should check out yeah remember everyone you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. All right, you guys. Well, welcome back. I hope you guys got your drinks refilled. I have really sad news for you guys. My Tamagotchi's dead already. So (laughs) what the hell? Like, what do you mean it's dead? Did you not change the battery or did you not give it water? Well, I poured water on it, so. Okay. You're so not you actually water. supposed to pour water on it? Like, you're supposed to press the button on the little egg thing. Well, I know that now, Stony. Jeez, way to rub <laughs> it in my face. Now, to be fair, I don't really... I had, like, the Giga Pets. I didn't have a Tamagotchi. Oh, girl. You were missing out. It was they looked so fun. cool. Yeah. Darnell, I think Darnell had one. My brother had one. I remember wow. they had to like ban us from like playing with our Tamagotchis when I was in school. <laughs> oh yeah, they were not allowed out unless it was like break time or whatever the hell. 
I yeah. know. I remember all the cool kids had the Tamagotchi and my parents bought me the off brand one and everyone like made fun of me. No. <laughs> Got the oh Walmart brand. <laughs> kids yeah, it, are I don't even remember monsters. what it was called, but they were like, what is that? I'm like, kids are monsters. Stoney had the pocket gotchi. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell is a pocket I got gotcha the one girl that like came from like dollar tree so it was like a dollar or whatever yeah <laughs> not a pocket gotcha <laughs> yeah and then they wouldn't let you play with it in class so then it died and you're like shit uh, i gotta go back and get another one yeah. so i had a koala a dog a monkey and then i had a cat and then i got bored with that and i went back to the monkey Oh, yeah. I had a drag queen Tamagotchi. <laughs> it was cool. We would trade them. Like, we would trade them in class. Yeah, girl. Like, you level them up, and then you could, like, sell them to your friends. I had too much fun. We should move on. I can go on about this for a long time. I don't know. I think we can talk about Tamagotchis a little bit more. What do you guys think? You guys enjoying um, yourself? <laughs> I'm actually having, like, a traumatic experience from this, so can yeah. we move on, please? <laughs> Stoney is clutching his pocket gotchi for dear life right now. You can't see. <laughs> He's looking for his life alert button and inhaler. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the looks on the reunion. What do you guys think? Did you see any good looks or were you just generally unimpressed? <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. How do I take? How do I process that? Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid to comment. Okay, hold on. No comment. So I plead the fifth. I liked what Brooklyn was doing. Again, Raja and I connect on fashion photo review. I like the asymmetry on the hat. I immediately got like Egyptian inspiration from that or like Egyptian vibes, excuse me. And um, the cape, I don't know if I would have done like a see-through center, but I like, you know, it was sexy. It was in character. I thought she was doing something different and she was able to pull it off. It was very, I don't know, chic superhero. I was into it. Um, who else? I thought Vanjie looked super natural and pretty. I thought Vanjie was beat down. She looked gorgeous. And she was wearing a t-shirt dress. So props for pulling that off. <laughs> yeah. Those are kind of my two standouts. Um, Silky looked cute. You know, I'll give her that. I love a majorette moment. I was in marching band, so duh. Yeah, I enjoyed Silky's look. I thought Nina looked really good. I thought she definitely brought the camp that we all loved this season. Um, oh, yeah. The sock monkey get up. Yeah. I thought Ariel looked really good because you know how Ariel always wears, tends to wear like pink and like bubble gum type colors. Well, everyone says Lisa Frank when they say Ariel. So she went against that. Yeah. So and she pulled it off. I thought she did really good on hers. Um, oh, Evie was fun. Evie looked great. Oh, yeah. Evie looked really good. She looked fresh out of the bathtub, girl. <laughs> Rub-a-dub-dub, two men in a tub, girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm having a hard time remembering, like, anyone else. I did kind of, you know, I, I wasn't standing for Scarlett's look. You know, I thought she looked pretty like nothing was bad but um i did like the play on the is it alliteration i don't know what the word is that i'm looking for green with envy oh she yeah was green i could also see poison ivy too maybe oh yeah definitely a little bit touch of that mm-hmm. yeah i thought maybe this is gonna get me in trouble but i really kind of didn't like brooklyn's outfit because uh, it was a, just a little bit too much for me like no the the earrings were really big which i understand because you need to be able to tell what they are but it was like big earrings we got a cape we got a hat i mean mm-hmm. it was just it was a lot for me personally 
Yeah, I could see that. We watched Fashion Photo Review, which I don't know, which first of all, that was a shit show in itself because they were like taking (laughs) photos of them like in this shitty room and like no green screen or anything. So like the photos they were looking at, it was like this shitty like air conditioner in the background. Um, So it just didn't make sense. But anyway... They were like standing for Brooklyn's look, but I was just kind of looking at it. I was like, yeah, it looks nice, but there's also a lot going on. So yeah, I I get what you're saying with that. It was was finished though. Yeah, it was very busy. I'll give you that. But the thing when you say busy with an outfit, like um, they always say, if you're leaving your house, take off two things and then you have the perfect outfit. That's been the same for decades. So probably longer than that. But that outfit, I don't know. Like I looked at it and it just, it worked for me. Like the glove was a solid red. It had the crunchy texture up top and just a little touch with the gold jewelry, but one ring on each hand. I think she tried to pay attention to detail, but I'll give you that. There's a lot going on. You just kind of have to have an eye for what was going on. For sure. I agree with Stoney that I really liked um, Ariel's look. Uh, Well, I liked her wig and I liked her makeup, but to see her in some like mauve and like black jumpsuit seemed like a little tame for her. So it seemed like a little not cohesive because you have like the very like earth tones with her like bright pink usual hair. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's just another personal opinion. (laughs) You guys can still like it. Don't at me. <laughs> We're adding I you see, I for see sure. <laughs> I really like Soju's look though. I really think Soju has come like a really long way and like really wears good um good outfits and it really shows that you know you can do makeup on an Asian person and blend it in. I mean it's possible, right? Yeah. <laughs> Soki doesn't know how to do it, but it's possible. <laughs> there it is. Shade I, rattle. <laughs> I, I didn't know that um the the part of Silky's family was Kabuki drag, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, I'm trying to think of the other girls we haven't really talked about. Uh, Nina? That probably happens for a reason, if you're not. Yeah, I, I, I do like Nina's. I really liked her wig a lot, and I liked her outfit. Mm-hmm. I thought Kahana looked really nice. I mean, all of the girls looked nice, right? They look nice. I feel like I'm trying to pick the a one favorite. person we have not even said about Mercedes. anything. Well, her and also <laughs> uh, Honey Davenport. Oh, yeah. Honey actually looked really nice. She did have a good outfit. Props for Honey. Oh, yeah. I said that earlier. She looked like a beehive warrior. Did you see that tweet she posted of her like half naked? No. Oh, I did. Yeah. I saved it for scientific research. <laughs> I didn't save it, but I'll get your notes. <laughs> Yeah, I'll send my findings your way, girl. Thanks. I feel like uh, we need Honey Davenport to come back for All Stars 5, but as a boy in beard weave. <laughs> yeah, and naked. <laughs> Maybe she can just get an OnlyFans. We'll, we'll compromise. <laughs> yeah, actually scratch the All Stars 5 and just make that OnlyFans. Yeah, oh, girl. Instant, subscribe. $20, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I guess fine. I'll even join without the free trial. Twist my arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right, you guys. Well, that was the episode. That was um, a little review about Trixie Mattel's Moving Parts documentary. I definitely would recommend for everyone to see it. It's real good. So keep an eye out for that to be released. And why don't we talk about some trade? Mmm, protein. (laughs) Trade. Mmm, trade. Trade. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the hottest segment in podcast history, otherwise known as trade. You guys, we are back, back, back again, and we are ready to tell you about the hottest trade on the streets. Who would like to go first? Ooh, I will go first this week. So I'm only going to give you a handle name this week because I'm not out here trying to butcher people's names. Iceflow92 underscore on Instagram. All his bio says, kiddos, is um, animal and nature. So... That's fun already, right? I'm getting Tarzan vibes. Well, maybe he likes watching Animorph porn. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're not crossing that bridge this week. We did that last week. We learned our lesson and we're moving on. (laughs) Sorry, I was channeling my inner Cheryl Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) but um no he's got lots of shots very um lots of good shots very natural tone he's very hairy probably hairier than most like but i am into this it's very dangerous of him to have that cup of coffee on those like white sheets yeah with those white briefs so close to his um hot pocket area (laughs) hot pocket (laughs) i didn't even notice it was like so blended in (laughs) <laughs> I would love to be commenting with you guys, but I would just warn everyone that this is a private account. So, is it? Yes, girl. I'm trying to hack my way in right now. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, damn. Jamal sliding into his DMs unknowingly. <laughs> uh oh. Sorry, y'all. I thought it was public. I'm going to comment on the six preview pictures <laughs> that I can see that Jamal sent the profile to me with. <laughs> lots of selfies and cell phones okay sweet he's wearing a shirt in one sixth of his preview pictures hey at least there's no memes on this one so yeah well can't really confirm that so i'll take your word for it my bad y'all make sure you follow Fuck. What about you, Stody? What Tell us about your trade. Hopefully their profile's public. I'm going to check right now. <laughs> this person's profile is public. So his Instagram handle is angelm87. That's M as in mother, not N as in Nancy. Ah. It's M as in I was motherfucking ready to lip sync. <laughs> <laughs> give her her, give her coins. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but this is a guy that, so I found him like he's with another guy that I follow, but they're a couple. Um, but anyway, he's just, I just think he's really cute. He's very short. So I feel like Jamal would probably like be into him. I like short meaty guys. Um, but yeah, I just think he's, um, very cute. So I don't know. I don't really have anything else to say, but just, I like the picture of him with his blue balls. Ooh, we should oh, take yeah. care of those. That looks very fun. Oh, there's a kissy picture too. Look at them. Oh yeah, he's short as hell. Wow, dude. 
<laughs> yeah, he's like tiny. I don't understand how anyone can be this short, but do you think his boyfriend has to like <laughs> bend down in the pictures where they look the same height? <laughs> Probably. He's, he's doing a little kneel, a little dip. Yeah. All right. Um well, thank you for picking someone with a public profile and no memes, Tony. So I'm I appreciate sorry. it. Sorry, I did. Oh my gosh. hours of research this to get it right. This is episode ninety week. something, <laughs> and this is my first official offense. My bad. My B. All right, you guys. So for my trade of the week, I have brought you some all-American white bread, girl. We got Tyler ellis fashion model and uh his profile includes all of his management team's email addresses (laughs) (laughs) he's like i don't know what to put here (laughs) i don't what like what do you put here if you don't have a personality (laughs) i'm gonna put my name and all of my team (laughs) can i put a picture of my abs in my profile (laughs) (laughs) abs period abs but yes he is super cute you know just uh taking lots of like those typical instagram thought pictures and uh, i don't feel like super emotionally connected to him but i do (laughs) think he's very attractive (laughs) to look at so you think you can just like hit it and quit it is that what you're saying well i feel like okay so i feel like i would go into it as like a hit it or quit it but he just has like these blue puppy dog eyes and they just like suck you in so you'd be like You'd be like, I just can't quit you. <laughs> That's dangerous. I get On the it. mountain, you know? Yeah, all up in the mountain. Yeah, girl. So... <laughs> <laughs> So that's my trade this week. So we actually have a bonus for you this week. We had a trade submitted to us by one of our listeners, <gasps> and it was from Holly. And because she was so nice to review our podcast, we are going to share her trade with you. And yeah. yeah, girl, our trade. Well, I guess I should. I guess we can call our trade or Holly's pick for us this week is Somo. And Somo is a musician and super talented. So if you go to his profile, there will be lots of videos of him playing his music and him with his shirt off, exposing mm-hmm. his abs. Musical torsos. Yeah, I that's right. It. He said abs, not ab. He has abs. Yeah, multiple. multiple. <laughs> yeah. Plural. I like I like like a, a range from like five to seven abs. <laughs> so I think he fits fits the picture. So so yeah, I believe Somo is on tour right now. So maybe you guys can catch him out and see if he's on Grinder or something. Oh, spotted. Yeah, girl. But um, thank you again, Holly. Your trade is super hot. Like me and Holly were talking about him in the private. Uh, messages and the dms so like i don't want to get too raunchy on the podcast but she knows my <laughs> true feelings about somo he no he's very attractive i'm into it so good job holly yes yes so you can also catch the link to holly's trade pick somo down below in the notes of this podcast and why don't you guys show him some love go check him out and tell him tfc pod sent you and then he'll be really confused and try to figure out who we are <laughs> And hopefully not ban us from Instagram. <laughs> oh, God, we're banned. <laughs> we can't see Somo's abs anymore. God damn it. <laughs> Blocked, bitch. <laughs>
This is the worst. <laughs> Never. We have manners. Yes, for sure. Yeah, we learned our lesson about just sliding into the DMs of hot guys and just telling them they're hot because they might be straight. Yeah. I mean, that's totally a Cheryl Johnson move. So, yeah. <laughs> or James Charles. That too. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, girl. If you guys listen to our podcast, we can proudly tell you that the beef has now been squashed between these uh, drama people. Um, I would imagine James Charles' legal team sent them all a please shut the fuck up message and (laughs) everything is good to go. Nothing. No more tea, girl. Yeah. I think lawyers were involved or something because it all stopped. It was either that or they just got like their quota 50 million views on their youtube videos and then they just like stop the fake drama (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh shit the world will never know but um until then you guys you know what to do keep an eye out for us to see if we can go on instagram live we will be in vegas of course and um so we're gonna do our best to keep our content on schedule (laughs) but um but yeah just keep an eye out on our twitter we'll keep you updated if we're able to do that other than that make sure you do subscribe and tell your friends and leave us reviews we'll be happy to read your reviews on the podcast if you send them in if you guys want to pick a trade to be included like holly did feel free to send them our way in the dms girl (laughs) but uh until next week bye bye. losers I was fucking ready to lift. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I was ready. Tear away. <laughs>